So a quick intro before we get to the episode. Today we're going to be watching Femme Fatale on 1991. A worried artist tries to locate his wife who suddenly abandoned him only to discover that she led a secret life or two. He proceeds to investigate her past and stares up a hornet's nest. Starring Colin Firth, Lisa Zane, whoever the hell that is, and Billy Zane, who we know who that is. Sounds like a good one. Well, let's watch. <sighs> Jesus H. Christ. That was terrible. I'll start recording now so people can hear how bad this music is. Our uh, expectations were not high, and they, by God, they managed to lower them. Suck uh, so many dick. That was just that was just the worst. Let me turn this goddamn music off. That was uh, uh, that was uh, just to explain the again. worst thing I have ever seen in my life. You know that movie, The Room. Yes, The Room was better. Great movie, The Room. I mean, it's shit, but it's great, you know? It's entertaining. There's so much stuff going on. There's all these great characters with their adorable little foibles. It's enjoyable. There's a scene with a dog. There's no There's dogs in this. With a dog. No dogs in this. Fuck, that was so bad. It was literally like wow. the music was just that all the way through. The fucking weird jazz fucking saxophone bullshit. Okay. I mean, so, right... The movie opens with like 40, 40 minutes of him driving from place to place. Everything was just so slow. Everything. Just the story, the action, the setting, the mood, the love making. Everything was just so, so slow. It was, they were doing it on purpose. It was just this the worst fucking thing I've ever seen. Why? Why did they make this? Well, Colin Firth was in oh, it though. Colin Firth, buddy, what is the matter? <laughs> he probably needed the the work then, wasn't he? Like the early nineties. Nineteen ninety one. Just branching out. So it was probably doing the wise decision that English actors do. There's no work in England. Let's go to America and play British pompous guy number four. Mm. Uh, so Colin Firth gets married to a lady, and he gets married to a lady that he finds in the in the in the forest. Yeah. They do it in flashbacks, and we'll do it in chronological order. He finds a lady in the forest, and he's like, "Hey, you're you're all right. Come back to my place, and let's get married." Yeah. And they have some weird grocery store dancing. It's like, "I'm a free spirit, and I'm going to dance in the grocery store." Oh, my darling, you must simply must marry me. And because he's English, he's very very English. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where he like he it um he it's introduced to a woman who takes her top off and he's like hello my name's Joseph he's like, shakes her by the hand when she's running around with the so out. fucking polite and gentlemanly so the whole bastard and point of the stupid fucking movie is like they get married in the first bit at the beginning and then she just does a legger like the next day yeah after he's like and then he's dear Colin Firth you spend way too much dra- time driving in this movie I'm not getting any younger love your wife and then she's gone and then he sets off on a quest to find her so first of all, you know, uh, should he not just go? Oh well, that's her choice. She's made her choice. On no, he with my life, I her. go. No, 
He doesn't do that, though, does he? He goes and looks for her so he can Which set her right. Kind of makes some kind of sense. If you if your wife goes missing, you may want to have a few questions. She didn't go know? missing. She left. Yeah. You go, oh, she's left me. Well, that sucks. I'll get on with my life. <laughs> but it was like the day after the wedding almost. Yeah, but it's like she disappeared under the cover of night with a bug out bag. She left a note saying, no, that's not for me, this. Yeah, I can still sort of see why he went to look for her, though. Because we'd want some clarification. At least just to find out what the fuck was going on. So he goes to see his friend shirtless Billy Zane, who does not wear a shirt. Well, I think he puts that shirt on like at the very end of the movie. It's like this really slow, fucking pathetic movie already from the the first ten minutes, and then it opens the like he knocks on the door with like this big crown painted on it for whatever fucking reason, and then there's like shirtless Billy Zane, but it's only shown from like the waist up. So for all you know, he's out in that door bollock naked. So at Maybe that point, it looks he always like, insists on being bollock naked yeah, in every one of his this, movies. This could just be, you know, like oh, this. This is a gay porno that I'm about to watch. <laughs> a gay porno in, with Billy Zane and Colin Firth. They, so, yeah, they go into high quality, the, the, the arty loft that he occupies, and they both lay down on the bed straight away. Oh, okay, this is when the dickings happen. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I wish the dickings would have happened. Yeah, that would have been if, more if we were sitting there watching a gay porn. It would have been more interesting than this. Like, at least I could say, oh so that's what it's all about and he's not just speaking out of his boundless enthusiasm for gay porn here either I, I've never seen a gay porno and I've been like oh okay yeah that's what I assumed would have happened in the midst of you guys having sex great I would have learned more from watching that and I would have had to yeah, at the end of the run, you know what not for me lads but great Good as on opposed you. to this movie where I just suffered there was no point to the experience of this movie yeah. What, what did we gain from this? What did Billy we learn? Billy Zane, he, he's an artist and he paints women, topless women wearing bags over their heads. <laughs> which is an interesting... That by itself is a movie. I'd have watched that. Yeah, yeah, but... I so. Especially because he said that he's been accepted as like a feminist like painter. He, yeah. like, he made a point to mention. It's like, oh yeah, the, the feminist dames love my work. <laughs> While there's a lady sitting there with her baps out <laughs> and a bag on her head. <laughs> she starts talking to him. Silence, wench! She does! No, he sprays her with a water yeah. bottle like a cat. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Well, she's trying to help poor Colin Firth. Colin Firth, by the way, internet! <laughs> whose name is Joseph Prince. His name is Mr. Prince. Couldn't be any more English. Oh, okay, so... He may... I think they put the casting call out for this like we need a Hugh Grant type <laughs> <laughs> like, the developing thing of this movie is that it is like softcore erotic fiction for ladies in a movie it is bullshit I don't moments. even think ladies would get much out of this though either well this is like 90s and the 80s like this is like you know where Fabio was like a sex symbol because they put him on the cover of trash novels and ladies would read them in the bathtub with their uh, candles <laughs> Like they did on TV all the time, so I'm assuming it could happen in the real world. In the real world, they're probably just fucking themselves senseless with cucumbers. But you know, <laughs> on TV, they were reading these books and dreaming about hairy men. But it, it's like it's just this fucking Stephanie Meyer bollocks, isn't it? It's just this ridiculously, like he's a ridiculously handsome, very polite English Jap who's like an artist and he loves nature. He's he's a fucking artist who works in a forest. He works for the forest. Like, his part-time job is to walk around the forest taking care of animals. <laughs> He's a handsome, animal-loving artist called Mr. Prince who's going to sweep this woman off her feet and take her away and make love to her gently. No fuckings from Karen Farrell today, sir. No, thank you. But first, a nice, gentle lovemaking. Before he can do any of that, he's got to find her. So he goes all the way through oh, L- yeah, the plot. L.A., 
goes to see his shirtless friend and they find they go you got the we in order to move on with the plot we need to talk about who we meet like 25 minutes 25 in as minutes a tattoo in. artist Danny Trio okay now here's a question that's I feel it's very he's playing a tattoo artist it's Danny Trio yeah why is there not a shot of him American standing you know waist up with like his cool chest tattoo it was a good all question. Like him over the shoulder where he has no tattoos on his back yeah that's a good, you, good point. You know, I, I said no, no offense to him at this point in time, but I'm guessing like the casting call was for like heavily tattooed person to play tattoo artist, and yeah. someone said, "Oh yeah, Danny Trejo can do that," and he's heavily tattooed, but just from the front. And they don't show any of it. Yeah, weird. So Colin Firth goes to see Danny Trejo because his wife had a tattoo on her shoulder, and he's like, "They do the best man for hieroglyphs," and he's like, "Yeah, she came in once. She with a little um, art mate." The good waste people yeah, they call waste them. people yeah they're into conceptual idiocy as oh, we find out later what a term. which is just brilliant love I love that one good thing I that's take the away best from this. bit of that movie like, the actual conceptual idiocy like thing was not very good at all Shite. it was very bourgeois <laughs> yeah. it was very the the uh, the apotheosis of it's standard of very much earth, what you know? boring people think art is that's exactly what I was trying to say in a very clever way but failed <laughs> yes it is but Danny Trill was good in that scene wasn't he <laughs> He's like, you don't want to have no part of that woman. She's a succubus. And Colin Firth's like, I don't know what a succubus is. Like, how do you not know what a succubus is? You're an Englishman in America. You, know you have a fucking is. education, dickhead. He's so a, obvious. He's an educated artist, for fuck's sake. How do you not know what a succubus is? Goddamn succubus, trying to my baby. Uh, so he goes to see them, and he finds that um, his wife was in some art pawn yes. as well. Some weird... What do you, what would you call that? Well, they were trying to do that thing. Who was the guy who did the video art of like the eyeball being cut, and it was like you know, like, oh, the oh. Italian dude. Yeah, so it was oh. all like controversial, but artistic and all that. So they were trying to do like that gross out part by yeah. like, cutting off an ear, but they preambled it by some shitty acting, which was meant to speak to Colin Farrell because it was like, I never loved you. Oh, he's actually talking to you, Colin Farrell's character. Shit, but no, uh-huh. did not register. Did not read. Bad movie. Bad you. Yeah, so he he goes to find the director of the movie who turns out to be a a, a lesbian lady. He's like, oh, we were together for a while. Uh, a lesbian lady who dresses like a doll that was brought to life. Yeah, <laughs> I thought like because I I, I was out the room when she got introduced. I thought okay, she's rehearsing for a play or something. <laughs> that's not the weirdest thing I've seen. But is that that just how she dressed? Like, yeah, that's just how she how she oh rolled. Oh my god, yeah, she was she was an artist. That by itself, I'd watch a movie about her picking her outfits for the day that'd be it was so fucking like Colin Farrell's react Colin Farrell <laughs> his, Colin Firth's reaction Mr Prince's reaction to it like oh yeah we were a couple and he was like Ugh, and he just like walked away like he couldn't handle this information <laughs> he's so so upper class and British you see oh you don't, we don't have none of that around here women no, not onto each other by Jove his monocle fell off in that scene that's not how I make the love and because we've seen how he makes the love in that very long scene. Yeah, there's a lot of hair stroking. Yes, the it's it, it, it's interesting you brought up that scene, man, yeah. <laughs> because I've been dying to talk about it. It it's classic lady porn before lady porn was an actual thing, and it was just so it was just soft core lady porn. It's these people where you don't see any bits; it's all below the covers on the silk sheets in the forest somewhere. <laughs> slow movements, oh, close mouth kissing, slow thrusts. Lot of hair, looking, lot of, lot of hair, hair stroking, hair as well. stroking, kissing of the of the shoulder, and looking each other in the eye while they just did like tantric sex things. And Colin Firth was the only one who came, which is quite bizarre. You think it was <laughs> for the ladies? You'd show the lady coming as well. It was just gross. 
It was did not work. It was weird. It was weird. It was gross. It was. I think because the actors had no chemistry whatsoever. Like, how could you have any other chemistry? Another point, Lisa Zane. What the fuck was she doing? She yeah. was not good. I mean, okay, right. No, not to be all lost. Not to be all lost. The internet. I don't mean to be all lost. The internet, but she, 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 she's not a looker. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's not a looker. And there's a definition of femme fatale. A femme fatale, sometimes called a man-eater, is a stock character or a mysterious and seductive woman whose charms ensnare her lovers, often leading them into compromising dangerous and deadly situations. See, it's the archetype of uh, uh, literature and art. Do you get that sense at all from that character? No, well, there's a lot of reasons why she's not a femme fatale as well, which is we'll go on as we go through the plot. So he tracks her down. She says, oh, we were lovers. We did all this stuff. And he goes off. Oh, yeah. So she introduces him to her psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And her psychiatrist like, you don't want to find her because she's got split personalities. Spoiler alert. Yeah. He says, oh, I can't tell you any of this stuff about how to find her because it would violate confidentiality. Watch this video from her file that explains <laughs> everything that's wrong with her. And I'll watch it with you. Uh, bloody Freudian. <laughs> Fucking madness. So then we get to the actual plot of this movie, and this has got to be like an hour or hour something. Hour and a half in. in, I think it was. It started. Jesus st- started Christ. Happening. An hour and a half in before we got to the actual only kind of interesting thing about this goddamn fucking movie. And I did not appreciate it. I think it cheapens what is an actual thing. Split personality is a very, you know, hard thing to explain to people. It's like. It was one of those things that so many people globbed onto as an excuse to get out of you know jail time and stuff that the in their like the early 90s late 80s there was a big boom of people using it so they had to say like oh no that's bollocks like the, yeah, they, the, they're like it's very hard to argue split personality in court you can watch documentaries on this the people on the internet like I have it's so it's actually a real thing, thing. like it, well that's it like the what is it, the DSSR thing like DSM DSM something yeah it's not officially in as of the last time I looked it's not officially in there but there are a lot of other parts of psychosis that link to it it's like a schizophrenia in it it's yeah like, that's what even like the character in, in the movie umbrella. said like it's not it's not personality disorder it's a fractured psych- psychology like bits of different bits of her personality yeah. go in different I but was that, think like that's totally what me myself and Irene where all those aggression and rage gets put into like yeah his well, in, in reality it's like when people suffer something so incredibly horrible and like they, they, they separate from the like Watching as many documentaries about molestation as I have, man. <laughs> Surprised you haven't had your own little episode there. Oh god, terrible! I don't know why I keep watching them. Netflix. Keep putting them on. That, that promise. <laughs> this is why I keep watching season. them, so I, they keep recommending them I, to you. Yeah, after that last one, I can't watch them again. But like they were saying in that last one, like because it was a lot of people who got molested by those priests, fucking priests. They said like, what you do is you just you switch off, like you you turn your mind off, you go somewhere, and then you come back to it, and like dealing with those memories when they come back when you're older is when it gets hard but like some people it happens to they just like it gets that bad and that long it happens for that long that they have to retreat into the other personalities that they invent in these situations these are all interesting topics that would have been great to discuss but, but we didn't did it it's used as like a um, so Colin Firth goes like he gets kidnapped by some drug dealers who are by, <laughs> by far my favourite characters in the movie one of them is dressed like he's going to golf yeah and the other one's just like Italian guy generic mobster number three the best thing I've ever seen I'm totally gonna steal is while he's threatening his life he's unpacking the gun he's bought (laughs) in a box with a plaster wrap and then he reads like the health and safety manual manual. that's fantastic you lousy ratty wait there 
God, it's one of those twist-off things. <laughs> no, who's, who's got some scissors? <laughs> okay. You wait there. Love our harrowing shoot out later. I'm just gonna pop this wrapper for a minute. Goddamn like, blister <laughs> packaging. That that was pretty good. Those those guys were aces in my yeah, book. Yeah. Um. So they beat the fuck out of him, take him to a cemetery, and put a gun in his mouth, and then pull the trigger. Oh, guess what? We just unpacked this gun. It's not loaded. The joke's on Colin Firth, and in in utter just despondency, he takes a nap in the cemetery. <laughs> they don't knock him out. He just he just falls asleep in the cemetery. I was like, okay. You do, you do, you, Colin Firth. A we despondent, angry nap. We We've we all been there. <laughs> no one's judging you, Colin Firth. We're all friends here. You know? Is this before or after he's like having a, a lonely think against the tree and he finds a cocoon in there? Oh yeah, then that's then, isn't it? He finds a cocoon yeah, and then he has his little nap. What a dick! I hate Colin Firth. No. I like Colin. I like. I think he was. Doing... I, I hate him because of this character he played in a very ill-advised choice. <laughs> I think he was taking the work he could get. Like, yeah, but I still we don't blame Danny Trio for fucking no. Charles Branson, do we? So, no, but that's Danny. I've got. I can only hold heart in my room. I can only hold room in my heart for so many. Good point. So he goes to. So he can't get in touch with the doctor anymore. So he goes to the doctor's house and which finds is pretty easy to find. Yeah. He finds his mm-hmm. finds his wife there, uh, which is always pretty easy to break in because he yeah. just goes around the back. But then this, it, I can sort of see the movie's point of view in this because you're not going to immediately go straight to the doctor's house. They give a reason why he's going there for the first time, which was he's trying to reach him and he's not getting through to him on the phone okay. anymore. Because if the doctor had got in touch with him, he'd have done more stuff in his office and it would have gone nowhere. But because he's not answering the phone, Colin Firth has to go like, "Ah, oh, where are you?" and look him up himself, kind of thing. And then he breaks in the house and then he forces his love upon the oh, wheelchair yeah. lady. He finds, she finds him in a wheelchair. She doesn't know who he is because mm-hmm. she's in, in a, a different personality. This is a different person now is what this and is. And there's a bit where she's about to take her pills and he slaps <laughs> them out of her hand. I was like, okay, we're going this route with this, are we now, Colin Firth? Just imagine if we went up to the flat upstairs and just walked in there and just started shaking them vigorously <laughs> and saying, I'm married to you. <laughs> I mean, imagine it. I do it every day. That's why I got it's that restraining insane. order. It's so insane and horrible. It gets worse as well because, because then... uh, the psychiatrist comes back and he's like, "Oh, you know, I tried my best, but you know, I, he's like, I I knew her mother was abusing her, but God, she was so beautiful. That's not a fucking good reason. That's not a good terrible. reason. If I was married to someone and we had a child together, we're fucking in the into the bounds of fantasy now. But imagine <laughs> that we had a child together and she was beating the shit out of the kid. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't care how hot you are. I don't know." Uh, Christina Hendricks <laughs> you don't know how to beat our adorable baby you get out of here you get out of here it's just so I hate the way movies do it when they just just like a quick right after like oh abuse uh, trauma yeah. and there you go like that level of abuse to be split into that many personalities must have been pretty fucking horrific and yeah. to think that he just went ah yeah but she's and, got a great rack on her so never mind and he does say like oh you know I'm a husband so I'm taking her and nothing you can do about it and the psychiatrist like Fair dudes, just kidnaps this woman yeah. who's screaming. He's by screaming the way. and kicking and screaming as he drags her off in a wheelchair, and her dad's just like, "Yeah, what can you do?" <laughs> That's life. Shoves her in the car and they drive off. Do so. you reckon he's sitting there thinking, "Oh, I would, I'd love to intervene and rescue my daughter," but Colin Firth is so handsome. He's just just forcing his his self like yeah. forcing his love upon her. It's just what this movie should have been called. Yeah, and she's not happy about it. She freaks out and well, then this is, this is goes the into a tough personality who's tough not, lesbian this... personality gives him a brief telling this, off the point, point I was making when this happened is like this is like the archetype of those old erotica novels and it's just like the sensitive man who can also be really tough you know what I mean he's 
exercising his toughness now by saying, "No, I am the man. I am in charge." Basically, I'm you up. not taking no for no. Don't not taking a screamed no as you an answer. That's why you can't write this stuff anymore. Yeah. This is why they make Bigfoot porn instead and of this because you know, it's the same thing, but they can just. This type, off of, to ironically. this type of movie is directly contributing to all this shit that's going on now because like it's women saying like oh we want someone to who will just ignore us when we say no it's like that's oh, not what women want areas yeah. now, man. that's not what anyone <laughs> no one wants that I don't think yeah. it's like that whole like weird thing like when I say no I really mean yes and you've got to figure it out kind of thing it's like ugh it's gross it's a, a weird movie from a weird time when and weird it's like you think happening. most normal people aren't like that this is a Hollywood Invention entirely, like yeah. wrong, weird. But he does uh, drive her all the way back to yeah, the he capital. Takes her across state lines as well. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is now a federal issue. It's <laughs> almost shitty patents. Uh, and the drug dealers show up and it's like, oh, we want our drugs and money that she stole. And she's like, oh, it was actually the girl looks like a doll. Water life. She did it all. <laughs> so they get brought outside. They did drugs and money, and it's okay. The dr- main drug dealers. Okay, just kill him at sundown. I'm off to you know, the <laughs> resort. And he literally just goes, ah, "I don't be asked for this anymore, lads." And I trust the you to do this. Doll lady is like, "Okay, I've got money. Oh, how much money? Fifty grand. Sorted, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, break our oath to kill you people. See you later. <laughs> and then they're off on their next grand adventure. <laughs> I would have loved to follow them around, <laughs> just like henchmen just being henches and just about, yeah. then, I mean there's at one point he just says like look I have no hard feelings I'm just trying to do my job and yeah that's, they're getting paid to bully people it's like hmm. all, they, all they're doing yeah and that's pretty much how the movie ends oh no <laughs> they have sex as well yeah it, it ends he, with now knowing that she's got severe mental illness she's like ah get me end away here but like they, they start off with like the last scene by them in separate rooms so you're like oh god they've got a bit of decency about this but then she walks into the room and goes oh I'm lonely yeah. jumps into the bed and he starts kiss, kissing some neck neck kissing hair stroking oh I'm gonna stroke your hair so much oh, give yeah. your hair a good stroking <laughs> but yeah. they, like, they even make a little joke about it and it's like <laughs> and, and she's even like I could be a different person and he says oh have so we, could I have we no you couldn't nothing. Colin Firth you've been if playing she, the same character for 20 years if she knows she's got split personality disorder then does that fucking register as split personality disorder yeah I mean they don't really there's no resolution to it it's not like you know that she could just revert back to whatever other personalities at any time and this is all kick off again in you know she's gonna wake up as the baby personality the next day and find <laughs> a naked Colin Firth grinding away on top of her looking care in the eyes stroking her hair very passionately her hair very gently Fuck, terrible movie. Right. It was bad. Hit points I want to make, though, is uh, the first time you see her in the forest, this femme fatale. She's got the black hair, the femme fatale. She's got the red lips of the femme fatale. But she does like this turn into camera with a flick of the hair. Colin Firth <laughs> flicks his hair and it works. Honey, it does not work when you <laughs> flick your hair. Okay. Okay. Terrible. Only good thing of this movie, even like the, the henches are not even sold on the... I mean, yeah, they, they did... That was the best you could do with the best they could do. A like, limited uh, script. But the only good thing in this movie is, for some mad reason, uh, Billy Zane has a loud album, which is great. Because <laughs> how does someone who writes such a terrible movie have a taste in like underground, subverse, second wave LA punk? Well done, <laughs> well done, Jello Biaf. I hope you got some kind of money out of this. <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. Fast. <laughs> So yeah, terrible movie. Bad, really bad. Really it, bad. Worst we've seen. Keep comparing it to the room, and like 
the room kicks its ass and every yeah. even like in terms of story structure and yeah it just wasn't an enjoyably bad yeah, movie it's... it was just a bad movie and it's we can forgive a lot of stuff if there's stuff to talk about but this is just boring no, there's nothing to it boring I, I got so angry just watching this thing when nothing happened and then they start doing flashbacks I mean, it's not as bad as the Branson stuff story or as bad as guns but yeah but that would that we say you could watch that and go like oh this is so bad yeah. oh look at that oh no they didn't do that did they the Branson what, stuff gave us stuff just... to talk about guns just infuriated me but like um, this one didn't even make me angry it just made me bored it made me very angry I, I think there's nothing I to think, it whatsoever I think I got away with watching guns because I knew there'd be boobs in it and there, there, was, no, there was no boobs in this but even then it's like well there was that, that topless lady villain yeah but I liked her I didn't want to objectify her <laughs> I was okay wow. objectifying everybody in guns because that's what they were there for it was a fucking <laughs> movie made by Playboy they know what they were signing up for boob lady was my favourite character in there she had a good heart god yeah, bless her she was nice to nice to Colin Firth yeah. god knows why he's a pretty <laughs> terrible Joe Prince Colin Firth I'm sure is lovely <laughs> Joseph Prince was a fucking sex pest and a menace and he should have been ugh Arrested. I don't even want to cover all the stuff of what we, we kind of trust on there about like the roles or how that would be seen today. Because I just don't want to cover this movie anymore. Bad movie. Yep. Yep. Bad movie. I would recommend not watching it. Yep. Couldn't recommend it. Couldn't recommend it as a bad movie. Uh, Danny Trail performance. Good. It's, it's, I don't think you've seen a bad one so far. It's no, just... no. It's the it's the whole um like this is the only this is like the second movie where he said like actual dialogue. Well first actual movie where his actual dialogue because his first actual dialogue was that um, thing that you oh, didn't the, see the uh, the drug runner one yeah. when he was a boxer and that was great but after that it was back to prison and drugs prison and drugs but now this is a tattoo guy who uh, has some strong a opinions of, about the LA art scene a couple of as lines, you would yeah. if you were a guy just trying to make a living with all these trash brats running around you know yeah, I, I liked I would have watched a movie about Danny Trejo, the tattoo artist, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. I think every other character, aside from Colin Firth, had a movie in them, I think. Okay, so that terrible thing's done. Bad. Bad movie. Hopefully the next movie will be better. What's the next one? The Last Hour. 1991. I know for a fact there have been several hours since 1991. <laughs> <laughs> one of those two title movies, that's always a good sign. Jeff, a cop, goes to visit his ex-wife Susan who has remarried to a guy named Lam- Lombardi? Lombardi, we'll find that out. Just as Jeff enters the building, some men come in and are looking for Lombardi, but he's not there. So, I'll expand the full summary. Oh, it's a long one. Uh, so they take Susan, oh no. The leader tells Susan that Lombardi worked for them and that he was engaged to his sister but he left and ran off with some of their money. Shit, Lombardi runs into Jeff and they work together to try and rescue Susan. Okay, so it's like a buddy cop, yeah, cop criminal uh, thing. We could do some stuff with that. Who's in it? No one. <laughs> Shannon Tweed. Oh, it was a career killer. Anyone involved with this yeah, decided to just get into horticulture. Danny Trio was in the top six there yes this, this is looking like this might be one of those boobs and bullet things he might be like a henchman who's like who's like a like a, with lines and like he's the henchman they give all Got the jobs to spider good, oh. good good lead hench name good henchman name mm-hmm. so uh, I look forward to that a lot more than I look forward to this I knew this was going to be bad I knew yeah. it I was just I was all week I was like ugh we got to get through to this but it's done so we got to go up so thank you the internet and thank you Danny Trio thank you Danny Trio and we look forward to seeing your much better movies down the line yep
Follow the Instagram. Yeah, we're in Instagram now. And uh, we'll do all that other stuff. And scene. Oh, oh God, it's still <laughs> going. <laughs>